From the protectors of the Internet, the Wisconsin Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, it's the PKO Podcast with Carl and Dana. Welcome to the PKO Podcast, sponsored by the Wisconsin Department of Justice Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. I am Dana, and you're hearing a slightly different welcome today. Normally, you're hearing Carl's wonderful radio voice, um, but he was called out on an incident working to keep us safe, as are a lot of our folks um, today and every day. So you just got me on the line, and I'm very excited today to actually have a guest um, on the phone with me here. And... um, my guest is Alicia Kozakevich, and she is uh, a tremendous force in ICAC across the nation. Um, she works with outreach for community members and keeping kids safe online. She's also worked with numerous task forces for Internet Crimes Against Children legislation across the nation. So welcome, Alicia. Thank you. Hello. Thanks for joining us today. Um, do you want to start by maybe talking to our listeners about um, why you got into doing some of this testifying and why you got into doing some of this outreach. Well, for me, this is a very, very personal mission. When I was 13 years old, I was groomed and lured from my home by an internet predator who kidnapped me and held me captive in his basement dungeon. And thankfully, I was rescued by law enforcement. Uh, an amazing, amazing miracle. What happened was he broadcasted himself abusing me to other people online, and somebody saw this, and they came forward, and law enforcement was able to follow digital footprints to his house where I was being held. So I am so very lucky, and at the age of 14, I created the Alicia Project because I wanted to help save other children, other teens, other people, other families from going through such a nightmare. And I knew how possible it was because everybody had a computer. Everybody had technology that just could happen to them. And first off, just let me say thank you for sharing this because that is, it's a horrific thing to hear about. And it's amazing that you've come out of that and and done such positive things. And it's amazing that you help all of us um, in law enforcement and the community across the nation. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for saving my life. Yeah. <laughs> so many. No, really, it's, it, it's, not, it's not an easy job that you do. And it's not something that you're given at birth to say, here, go, go save kids. It's something that you choose to do. And it's, it's hard. And I, Thank you, and so many thank you, and so many thank you, I'm sure, who really don't even get the chance to thank you. Well, let's talk um, Let's talk a little bit about the legislation, I guess, before we get into kind of just safety information for parents that we might want to share. Um, so you helped us last year in 2016 here in Wisconsin get uh, Alicia's law passed, and this is something that you work with the Protect Group across the nation to kind of pass this sort of legislation in um, different states, correct? And so Alicia's Law, it, it's basically uh, for funding sources for, for ICAC task forces. Is that right? Right. It provides a dedicated funding stream. So real dollars to rescue real children. Excellent. So in Wisconsin, we, um, we did get uh, that dedicated funding stream, and it, it started out just being for a year. Um, but along with that, we also got uh, administrative subpoena power 
um, through the attorney general's office for the state here. And that helps us get um, get information on where those those victims might be located in a much more timely manner so that we can figure out where we need to be um, and get there without that child having to uh, unnecessarily suffer any longer. And what's great about Alicia's law is that it is different in each state. So it is how the state can sort of manage it, manage it or what the state needs. And it's great that that extra piece is there to help save kids. And for instance, in my story, I didn't have that much longer to live. And I know that this person, this monster was going to kill me possibly the day that I was rescued. So time is of the essence here. It is critically important that cases are investigated as quickly as possible and then that the offender is charged and put into the system as soon as possible. It's incredibly important. Absolutely. Um, So I'm looking at... Uh, one of the websites that um, you provided for me, AliciaProject.org, where there's a lot of really good information on this. And that's got 12 states so far that you've gotten, that you've helped uh, get some legislation passed in. Is that correct? Yes. That's awesome. We, um, we have listeners outside of the state that we have listeners across the country and actually outside of the U.S. as well. So um, I just wanted to share that because it's not only our Wisconsin listeners that this impacts, obviously. Um, it's all of the kids that we deal with um, online across the world. So mentioning the Alicia Project, let's talk about that. Can you tell me what the Alicia Project is? So at the age of 14, I started going into schools and sharing my story with students. And this was about maybe a year after my abduction. And it started out as really just, hey, this happened to me and it can happen to other kids. And I know that. And For me, my story was being told so often in the media and in so many different ways, and there were so many rumors, and it was just so much everywhere. It didn't feel like it had any sort of purpose or reason at all, and I wanted to give it that, to make my story mean something to others and to use it to help protect kids. And so I just started telling my story in classrooms and then to parents and teachers into law enforcement, and it grew into the Alicia Project that it is today, which is helping educate really absolutely anybody about internet safety and predatory crime. That's awesome. You were doing that at 14. That's incredible. You, you've you also done a lot of uh, media and news appearances too, right? Yes, I have, and it's a great tool to be able to educate the public And really, when people ask me about my story, this happened in 2002. And when I started speaking out at 14, I knew that it would get worse, that the Internet would become more of a staple in our lives. But I didn't know how far it would go with different social media and social networking platforms. And today, it is so much more dangerous for children and teens. There are so many dangers that they can fall into. And when I say that, I don't necessarily just mean internet predators. I mean cyberbullying and sexploitation and just so many things that we really need to educate our kids and parents need to educate themselves on how to protect their kids. Absolutely. And that 
that's what we have this podcast out there for is to just really help educate with the trends we're seeing, the different apps we might be seeing kids using, um, you know, what we think right now is really bad. I'm sure <laughs> we're just going to keep seeing new risks and, and new dangers out there. And we we always hear at the Department of Justice try to push the message that um, the Internet is really, really a fantastic tool. And, you know, for the most part, there really aren't risky apps. There's just risky decisions being made on those apps. And we're seeing consequences because of that. So I just kind of want to reiterate that. Um Oh, absolutely. The Internet is a wonderful place. There's so many opportunities to create and connect, but it is the World Wide Web and all the good and all the evil is in there. And it's important to make, like you said, the correct decisions to steer away from the evil. And sometimes the bad still gets in mm. and we have to then deal with those consequences or those traumas. But we can still do everything we can to protect ourselves from that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk about that. Uh, any suggestions for um, parents that might be listening that are raising kids in this kind of high tech society? What can we talk to them about as far as like just a main safety tip? Be parents. <laughs> uh, so many parents still want to be their kids' friends. And I get that. You want your kids to like you. It's important, but what's more important is keeping them safe. And to be a parent, you have to be able to be comfortable with the word no, and you have to also be able to come comfortable with going through your child's cell phone and their laptops and all their mobile devices and their computers and whatever technology is out there, that you go through that, that they, you have to be a little secretive. And it's not an invasion of privacy. It might feel that way, but it's not because you're keeping your child safe. And if you go through their things and you find out that they did something that you don't like and maybe it's a little bit dangerous, but it's not necessarily – it's something that's a rite of passage sort of thing. You don't have to bring that up and yell at them for it. You pick your battles here. That's what's important. And then also to not allow your child to have passwords on their devices that you yourself don't know and that you check that frequently. There's no reason that your kids should have a password. It's like that they can lock their door and you can't ever get in. And that's just truly not safe. But it's also very important that parents educate themselves. And I know it's daunting and I know it's exhausting and I know it, everything is constantly changing. There's different applications and different networks and there's just so much going on. But it doesn't matter. You have to educate yourself. Sit down, do research, download the apps, play with them. Ask your kid, in fact, say, hey, how do you use this? What is this? What do you use this for? Can you add me on it? But also realize that if they add you on it, they may have another one where you don't know about it. And that's why it's important to keep up with your kids on that sort of secretive level, that that extra layer of protection. But possibly, most importantly, is that you have an open relationship with your kid where they know that they can come to you with absolutely anything. So many children fall victim to something online. Again, be it cyberbullying, be it somebody's they sent a picture to and now they're being threatened whatever it is your kid needs to be able to come to you with absolutely anything without fear of reprisal without fear of 
taking their technology and their devices away without fear of hearing, I'm very disappointed in you. None of that. That it is a safe space where your kid can come to you and ask for help and that your purpose is to keep them safe. That there will be no yelling, that you won't raise your voice. That it's safe, it's quiet, and it's protective. And I think that is the most important thing that you can do for your child is to have that sort of relationship. I think that is awesome advice from top to bottom. <laughs> um, we talk to a lot of parents through um, through our communication with them regarding safety and awareness. And they talk a lot about, um, should I quote unquote, invade my child's privacy. Um, and that's, you know, yes, absolutely. But there are different levels of invading privacy and you don't necessarily have to hide from your child that you're doing a review of some of this stuff. In fact, it should be something that you're doing together and learning together, um, depending on, you know, what you're using your tech for. So, um, the other thing I think, like you mentioned that technology gets really overwhelming, to um, generations that that aren't growing up with it in their hands from, you know, toddler age. Um, Like I'm overwhelmed constantly by new apps and and new things that, you know, even if I just get a new phone, I can't work it. (laughs) Um, And I think it's really natural to be overwhelmed when you're trying to figure out how to talk to a child about this and they can use it the way we can read a book. You know, it's just, it's so easy and intuitive for for this younger generation that I think it gets really um, scary for us to have those safety talks sometimes. It is, and I think sometimes we feel like if we discuss something, we'll bring it to life, that we don't want to talk about it because we don't want to invite it in. But that is not the case here. There's just too many opportunities for a kid to make a mistake and that's what's really important to you to note is that kids do make mistakes it doesn't make them bad it doesn't make the it it, it's of no reflection on the child who is a reflection on is the adult that hurts them kids make mistakes but it's an adult's job to never ever take advantage of or exploit those mistakes but unfortunately there are many adults out there many predators who who will yeah yeah absolutely um i guess kind of on the flip side here so i know that you speak with kids a lot too and groups of of students and children um we had we talked with the group gaggle have you talked to them have you worked with them do you know of them they do um uh, kind of safety of school devices and school accounts. So when kids have school emails or school devices, they kind of monitor that for um, some of this activity that might be really risky. And one of the things they suggested that I loved was to kind of provide an avenue for your child to come to you that might be an easier icebreaker than a conversation about like, I sent um, an inappropriate photo and now somebody's threatening me about that you know that might be a really hard conversation to broach with a parent and so they had said you know consider you know um telling your child it's always okay to just write you a letter or write you an email or something to kind of break the ice and get that conversation started and that way maybe you don't react um in that negative or scary way just because you're frightened or you're angry at what's happening online have you seen any other suggestions like that where you're like, this is a really cool way for kids to kind of um, break the ice on talking to their parents about some of this stuff. Um, but I 
think that is a great way, and I think that is a natural way now for people to confide <laughs> in each other. They can text it. Out. Yeah. It's no longer, hey, we need to have a talk. It's just sort of over text message now. We have those very personal or private uh, conversations that m- might not be as comfortable to have in person. And for kids, that is just completely completely natural right so I do think that is a great way to have a kid reach out to a parent although if there is a sense of urgency where a child needs help a bit more quickly than could be an email at the end of the day that the parent sees after work it, it the kid needs to feel comfortable to come to you in person oh absolutely yeah and, and if they may not there's things out there that would be really difficult but you have to let them know that it is okay. We will sit down. We will have your favorite tea beverage or hot chocolate or whatever you want. And we will just talk about this, not in a in an uncomfortable way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make them feel like they're not alone through this. They've got some help to figure everything out. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. It's awful the things that can happen to kids today. I have kids come up to me after presentations, and they're they're 11 years old, and they say, "Hey, there's this boy online. I really liked him. I sent an image." And now he's threatening to send all these things to my school and to my dad. If I don't send him more, what do I do? And that's that's an impossible decision for a kid to make, to have to go to a parent and say, not only did I make a mistake, but I made what may seem like the ultimate mistake. And I put you in danger and I put myself in danger, but it doesn't matter. It's, again, a mistake. And I think that's what we really need to push is that, kids make mistakes and that kids live in a world now that is it's frankly in some ways it seems like it's ruled by sex and I think that's kind of always been the case but even more so Mm -hmm. today and that kids live in this world too I think we forget that that kids are yes they're kids but they live in this world and they have to deal with the same TV shows and advertisements and movies and everything else that you see and the same people that you sort of deal with because the internet is the great the great equalizer in that way. These are these are awesome thoughts for consideration I think for for anybody that's tuning in and listening to this because um, I'm even thinking about ways that I'm going to alter kind of the presentations that I give to students or when I go out and talk to groups um, you know, we do have a different world that we're living in so that we do kind of have to think about it from that standpoint. But, um, okay, Alicia, so tell us, you know, who are you today? Talk to us about what you're doing now and what you're kind of focusing on and, and, um, some of this positive stuff that we've got going on in your life. Yeah, this is, this is a fun question. (laughs) It was like, I'm a student and I'm tired. Um, (laughs) that was pretty much, that was it. Um, but I, I am working now on my motivational speaking and my acting career. I've learned that it is okay to have both a mission and a passion. And now I am also focusing on my passion, which really is reaching people and making them feel something, inspiring them, making them cry or laugh or just just having some sort of emotion. And I, I love it. I love sort of switching my focus, not stopping the mission, but focusing on my passion as well. And that's okay. And it took me a while to, to, to figure that out. And I think it's, my story really shows 
that we are so much more than our story. Last year, I got married. I just had my one-year anniversary. Ah, congratulations! Thank you. It's crazy. It's been a year already. (laughs) But kids ask me a lot. People ask me a lot. How do you fall in love after something like this? How do you find the ability to trust? And it's really, really hard because first, you have to trust yourself. You made a mistake. Sure, you were taken advantage of. Sure, I was groomed. Sure, I was victimized. But I did make a mistake. Could I make a mistake again? Could I trust the wrong person again? So you have to get comfortable with yourself and making decisions, which is really not easy. And then with other people, it's really not easy. Relationships are difficult as it is. But when it comes to a trauma like I've gone through or so many have gone through, there's definitely an additional layer with learning to trust people again or learning how to be intimate or close to somebody and what it took me a long time to learn is rape is all about power and control and love never is and I'm so happy to say that I've found that person that I can trust and that I love and who supports me in both my mission and my passion and just all everything I come up with. I, I have a, a firm, strong support. So please know that no matter what you've been through in life, no matter what is going on or what has gone on in the past, you deserve love, you deserve your dream, you deserve your hopes, you deserve whatever it is that you wish for yourself. You are so much more than your story. While that does make up a part of you, it is not all that you are. There is such fantastic information. That was such a fantastic message, again, from the second you started until the end there. Um, And on behalf of everybody that listens to this, I know I just I want to say that everybody has to be so happy for you because this is such a cool thing to hear you so happy and healthy. And I got to tell you that as you were talking about finding your passion and and kind of doing that as well as as working on this mission, um, I was just sitting here in this empty room smiling and nodding and <laughs> and I'm just so happy for you. So um, let me just say that on behalf of everybody, I think. And um, before we kind of close up here, I just want to say thank you again for sharing all of this with us and sharing your story and everything you do for ICACs across the nation and for kids and families. I mean, um, you're an incredible person and this is really cool. Thank you. And again, thank you for all that you and all the ICACs do it's incredible just incredible so thank you thanks thank you for all the lives that you save and for all the futures that you i don't think people understand saving lives that just here go home it's you're giving people back their chance to follow their dreams the chance to fall in love the chance to go to prom and to graduate and to live their life it's not just saving a life it's giving a life and giving the opportunity for somebody to to live and that's huge Mm. So I thank you for that. Oh, well, geez, thanks. <laughs> um, so uh, let's let's plug your stuff. Where can we point people to to get more information? So I actually have two different websites. I have AliciaProject.org. And then I also have AliciaKozak.com for my part of this like new sort of rebirth and passion finding person is shortening that last name for me because it's so long and obnoxious. So if you go to AliciaKozak.com, you can follow sort of the journey 
of my motivational speaking and my acting and sort of me as an individual in life. And then Alicia Project, that's where you will find all the safety information and information about Alicia's Law. Awesome. Excellent. So um, any last thoughts here before we kind of close things up? No, just thank you guys all so much for listening. We could do these things forever, make podcasts, go on the media, write blogs, whatever it may be. And if there's no listeners and no readers and nobody paying attention, it doesn't mean anything. So thank you all so much for listening. Very, very true. Thank you again, Alicia and listeners. Um, You can always connect with us at protectkidsonlinewi.gov. You can send us messages. You can send us suggestions for future podcasts. Uh, connect with us on Facebook. Again, just search Protect Kids Online and you'll find um, Wisconsin ICAC Task Force. Connect with us on, on Twitter. We've got newsletters. Um, any way that we can get this safety information into your hands, we are going to do that. So again, protectkidsonlinewi.gov. Thanks for tuning in again and stay safe.